Welcome in to the Impact Is On Podcast, Season 6, Episode 8. I say that not through tears, but through uh, happiness, but also a little bit of, through fear, because I, I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> Everybody, it's my last episode. I'm Ryan Cole with Julian Mitchell and Amanda Poole. It's my, it's my last one. This is it for uh, Ryan on the Impact His Own podcast after three and a half years. Here, wow. take some tissues. Yeah, here, the here, tissues here. are here in Studio H <laughs> here in Wonderful Impact. And um, I mean, wow, this is uh, it, it's it's here and I don't know what to think of it. Um, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into Florida. We're going to preview Green Bay and I'm going to say some words that I really haven't even prepared yet. So it's just going to be oh. raw emotion. <laughs> It's like an Oscar um, speech. Yeah, I just don't play the music out on me, you know? <laughs> give me give me my time cuz I host this thing, darn it. So, I mean, thank you guys for being here for my uh <laughs> my last episode, I guess. This is uh, this is a crazy day. It really is. It really is. It really is crazy and, you know, I I appreciate being able to be here with you for the last one. This this feels like you know, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel as Paul Walker went off into the sunset. <laughs> oh, and I, Vin Diesel, of course, Don't kept play driving. that song for me because I will cry to that song. See That's you again. Tear jerker. Tear, cool. See you again, absolutely, 100%. But I'm not going to play that song to get you to cry. Okay. I, I do come bearing gifts. Black oh. Santa's in the house. It's Christmas season. <laughs> Black Santa's in the house? Black Why Santa's woo? in the house. I have a gift for you. We have a special caller. No way. Julian is reaching, hitting the button, and caller is, is the arrow there. Okay, we want we want the arrow. All right, caller, you are on the Impact Is On podcast. Who might this be? I am your father. <laughs> okay, this is still not helping. You better not. You better not be doing that. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, bring it. Bring it again. What's going on, people? What's going on, people? Well, no, no that was that's Blake's thing, but it uh, but it's also Davy's thing. But I just don't. I feel like it's not Blake or Davy. This is nine in ten news in Cadillac, Michigan. Uh, this is not helping. I really am not. I'm not getting this. My name is Eric. Great to be with you tonight. Great to be with me tonight. Uh, that's Davey. No, that's. If you can't figure out who it is by now, it's just you should probably just stop doing the podcast. Or I, I guess you could finish out your last one ever. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, it's what's Dave. Oh, what's going on, people? Oh. <laughs> Party people to you. Davis the Balding Eagle. Welcome <laughs> back to the Impact you, Ism podcast. I, I feel like I need a hug right now from you. Speaking of the Balding Eagle, not to make this about me, but I'm making it about me for a hot sec. Okay. I got to send you this before and after picture of my hairline like two summers ago and my hairline now. Oh, big Rogaine gangs? Big Rogaine gangs. No, he's he's. Is it Rogaine, Davey? Yeah, well, it's like knockoff brand Rogaine. Yeah, not actual mm. Rogaine, but I mean, you've seen me put it on before. Yeah, we've we've been in hotels together. We and have been late nights together at the Breslin Center and in Indianapolis and Chicago and Detroit. We we've, we've done this before a time or two. Davey Siegel is on the phone, on the line, on the line here in Impact Studios. Wow. I can't wait to get that picture, Davey. What's up, man? Thank you for uh thanks for calling in. I guess this is uh 
it's sort of an important show, I guess, maybe. I bet you didn't see this coming at all, did you? <laughs> never. No, definitely not. No, n- never. Not after. How does, it feel, how does it feel to officially be old? It's something, man. Uh, wow. It certainly is. Um, I, I just don't know, man. It's been crazy. Um, I've got uh, a lot of great memories here, and you're part of a lot of them, man. And I've uh, been sharing some great ones with Julian and Amanda here as well. <laughs> yeah. They, I'm, I'm so excited to see where they go. But, um, boy, it, it doesn't really hit you. It, it I'm not gonna lie, it hasn't hit me yet it, it, enough, you know. And, uh, and I know it will when it's too late. And that's what makes me emotional that it's, it hasn't hit me yet, but it will once I'm at my new job, which I guess I'll announce now on the podcast. I will be a news producer at 9 and 10 News in Cadillac starting in January. Yay! <laughs> Yeet. So, yeah, it's um, it's happening really fast, and, uh, and I feel like I won't understand just the brevity of it, you know, until I, uh, until I start my job, Davey. I'm so proud of you. When you called me, you called me like a week ago and yeah. gave me a little lowdown before. You know, I did some double checking with my sources, wanted to make sure that all my information was as accurate as can be, because that's what you taught me on the Impact Zone podcast. <laughs> oh, Always man. make sure it is right. But honestly, dude, I mean, I told you on the phone, I'm not even that surprised because somebody with your caliber of expertise in not just the sports journalism area, but the journalism field in general especially in the position that you're going to in Cadillac as a producer. I mean, it's cliche, and I'm not blowing smoke up your rear, but they are very, very lucky to have you. And talking about how it doesn't feel real yet, once you once you shake the hand of the dean and walk across that stage in your cabin gown and then you sit back down and you kind of just wait for the rest of the ceremony to end, which it's in December, so it won't be as long as it was in May. It'll probably hit you then when you're just saying, like, wow, this ceremony's really freaking long. But also, <laughs> wow, I just finished college. I'm probably never going to take a standardized test in my life ever again. Jeez. Kind of a bittersweet thing. But knowing you, you might shed a tear or two. I, I, I'm an emotional guy. I think I wear my emotions on my sleeve. That's what made us such a good pair. Dude, it was <laughs> – I mean, we were on the show together for three years. That's crazy. Like way more than that, to be honest. It, it kind of did. I mean, it feels like I was doing it since I was born. But uh, I think you were born to do the podcast with me. No offense to you. Uh, yeah, geez, shots fired. <laughs> you know, they're just gonna take okay. over. We're gonna leave. Julie and I are just gonna leave, and you guys are gonna just take over. Yeah, we're just gonna. Great. We're just gonna. Yeah. Well, thank you, Davey. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine you watched this Florida game. Do you wanna you wanna break it down with us? Uh, unfortunately, I did not. I was actually at work, but I did see highlights. And all I got to say is uh, I'm a big fan of this man they call Cassius Winston. Yeah. I love it. I mean, we talked about it all year last year. Um, some people that I've talked to around here in the DMV are pretty much saying, well, Izzo, he's not really expected to go to the Final Four this year. You know, he has a lot of talent, and this is the year we'll sneak under the radar and get there. I, I honestly don't think they're going to get there this year. And, I mean, the teams that we've covered, Ryan, getting to the Sweet 16 at this point would be an unreal accomplishment in and of itself. Right. Haven't made it since 15. Yep. But I'm going to go out on a limb. I'll say they'll make the Sweet 16 this year. But next year, when Cassius Winston is a senior, 
when Josh Langford, unless he balls out the rest of the year, I don't assume that he's going to go to the NBA. Mm-hmm. If, if and when he comes back and he's a senior, Xavier Tillman's got another year under his belt. So does Foster Lawyer. So does Aaron Henry. So do all the freshmen right now. And you got some very, very highly tied recruits coming in next year. Yeah. We don't need Vernon Carey. Who cares? I think next year is going to be the year where Izzo leads the team to the promised land in the Final Four. And honestly, might be the last good chance that he has of winning a national championship. I won't say that with certainty, but, I mean, we've talked about it before, and you guys have too. I listen to every every episode of the podcast. I mean, Ooh. he's getting up there. There we go. And, we got one. Um, it's, not, it's not every day that you see a coach coach into his, you know, 80s or late 70s even. That's what makes some of the guys that are doing it now uh, so amazing and what they're doing at a high level. So I don't know how far they'll get this year. I'm not going to bank on a Final Four run. But Izzo's done crazier things before. The Florida game, though, I think it kind of just shows you everything that this team is capable of. I mean, they, they rebounded well. Uh, they shot the ball well. And at the end of the day, they just pulled out a win, and they did their job. I preached that for three years, I guess, with you. Just do your job, and the rest seems to be taking care of itself. And that's what they did against Florida. That's what they've pretty much done all season up, up until this point. Well, it's interesting when you look at the box score, uh, guys. I mean, did we did we think that you know even even say with like five minutes left, you know we we were looking at that okay. game and we saw, hey, Xavier Tillman had a nice day, fourteen points, nine boards. Uh, Kenny Goins six rebounds, so definitely not on his near triple double mark like he had the uh, the game before against Iowa. Nick Ward decent, six for eight, thirteen points. Langford, uh, 13 points. Winston, 10. We did not see the last three and a half minutes coming from the man out of our sales, Ohio, <laughs> Kyle Arns. I mean, Julian, that was an incredible showing by him. He scored the last seven points for Michigan State and in pretty exciting fashion, if you ask me. Yeah, he was great. And the thing about Kyle Arns and what he did was he just made the right basketball play. And for a guy, he's a, I believe, redshirt junior now, he has to play in the right position. He's got to make the right play. The last dunk that sealed it, that's a dunk. Shot clock's running down. He gets the basketball off a loose ball, and he has the presence of mind to go and dunk it. This is a guy, he's made the right plays, and he's played the right way, and he's found a spot in this Izzo starting lineup. And, I mean, doing this huge electric seven points in the last three minutes shows his heart on the court. I mean, he doesn't give up. He plays the whole time that he's in there for 100%, and that's, I think, what Izzo loves about him. And I I saw an article, I don't know if you saw it too, Davey, that I forget if it was uh, Brendan Quinn or Kyle Austin or one of those guys. Or no, it was it was Couch. It was Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal. He wrote, uh, a, I thought it was a tremendous story on Kyle Arns and how when he gets into the game, he what motivates him is looking back to that bench and seeing how far he's come. And and with the injury that held him out all last year, with the injury his senior and junior year of high school, and then, I mean, he is a player that showed up in a big moment when his team needed it in just a rock fight. I mean, these two teams were... I mean, Michigan State shot 51%, but still turned it over 15 times. That's way too much. Florida, not an offensive juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. They shot 36%. Davey, Kyle Arns, what he did in the end of that game, I thought was an, it just epitomized what he is, which is, like Amanda said, a player with heart 
and a guy that has perspective because he has ridden that bench before, and he has sat out because he's injured. Well, he started the last few games because of Matt McQuay's injury, and even when Matt McQuaid got to play against Florida and hit his one three-point attempt, he still started and still came up big for Michigan State, Davey. Say it with me, channeling my inner Aaron Rodgers. G-R-I-T. Grit. We talk about, I, we talk I about thought you were going to spell relax. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I did graduate earlier than you, so, I mean, I might not have had as much schooling as you, so you are smarter than me. So teach me some spelling lessons. I don't, okay. I don't know that that's how it works, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's just feeding more into the narrative. Anyway, oh. um, we talk about, talk about Kenny Goins a lot about his grit and just the type of player that he is. I mean, we were at that Maryland game. By the way, you, you know which one I'm talking about with the neon shirts that were given away in the Izone, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. 2016, one of the best Izone memories ever. Not that we planned this or anything, but I am wearing that shirt underneath. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I am. I um, love it. I'm, I was thinking of wearing an Izone shirt today because we're about to go on Facebook Live, but I actually wore the uh, sports journalism T-shirt for Michigan State to kind of bring it all all Is this together. really what you guys talked about on the podcast? Shirts? Yeah. Clearly, you never listened because yeah. we talked about everything from wardrobe to Rogaine to tacos mm-hmm. to Simon Says, the whole nine yards. Simon Says. Oh, Davey, back-to-back Simon Says champ. Back-to-back undefeated Simon Says champ. Never lost. Never lost. This 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 is it. This is I what, feel like we're just. I remember having having like sports meetings and other things coming in here and recording before you guys and me and everyone else would leave the studio and it would be like ten o'clock and you guys would be recording his own and then you like I'd see a Snapchat at like midnight or one and just just leaving the studio now. It's like what yep. have these guys been doing <laughs> in the studio for hours now recording his own? Now you see. Now I know. Now I see. This can go for hours. Well, Julian, you brought it upon yourself. You brought it upon yourself by having him come into the show. I had to. He he demanded really oh, okay. honestly. <laughs> he he slid into the DM said I'm coming to the show and I was like I guess I got to make room for you. I mean Julian just did not stop hitting up my phones like dude I really want you to call in I think Ryan really misses you a lot and I said you know what I'll try to squeeze it with my schedule mm-hmm. but you know for Ryan Cole I figured I could squeeze out a half hour and he really did he's a busy man he talked about he's working Wizards game ended in an overtime like he's got things to do and he carved out this little this little moment just for you I even learned how the phones work. It was hard, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of learned. You sort of learned. That's good. <laughs> First off, buttons. we're throwing people under the bus. He <laughs> he had you on the phone, Davey, and then just hit drop, and and all he just started hitting random buttons, and I, I, I go, okay, well, let's see. <laughs> nope, you just dropped all the calls. So let's yeah, just. Yeah, I was like waiting, and I heard nothing, and I was like, uh, Juju, Juju. <laughs> Where you at, Juju? You know, I apologize. Like, right. it, you know, in video games, it works just spamming random buttons, but apparently it doesn't work with phones. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Exactly. And that's what you did. And so here we I'm are. Here. Don't worry. So so one guy who did not drop the ball, of course, was Kyle Arns. I think that's a sign to me, and I think it should be a sign to Spartan fans. And I'm not going to lie, I saw this coming. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. And some of it was the fact that Tom Izzo has spoken very highly of Kyle Arns all preseason. Highest vertical on the team, right? We mentioned that in the preseason. <laughs> every time. And every time. I, mean, I have to laugh at it. Amanda and I at, at Media Day, we just looked at each other after that and we there's went, No way. There's no way. But he does. And, <laughs> yeah. and Tom Izzo reiterated that on Monday and said, This kid deserves to be healthy. And that is the absolute truth. Um, Kyle Arns has this talent in him he really does he's a good outside shooter 
He's a tough guy. He's very well built, so he can drive. He can rebound. Kyle Arns is a difference maker for this team, and you saw that a little bit against Kansas, some of those other games here and there, but really when it came down to it, road test at Florida, I mean, playing great defense against Michigan State to try to turn them over and things like that. Kyle Arns came up with three big buckets late, including the one that sealed the deal for Michigan State with less than 10 seconds left, that driving dunk. Uh, And you can say it was a little lucky because it kind of spat out to him after a near turnover, of course, for Michigan State. But um, Kyle Arns, I I, I think this is him. This is what he can do. And uh, and that's a huge sign uh, that Michigan State can go pretty far this year. Yeah, it really is to have guys all around who can play and who are ready to go. Like a Kyle Arns, like I said, makes the right play. And Izzo talked about it in his presser on Monday after the game. Kyle's providing instant offense. And that's the thing this Michigan yeah. State team needs. I mean, when they're struggling to get it going in transition, got to work in the half court. You need guys who can shoot, who can take it to the basket. And in limited minutes in the time he's played, Kyle Arns has shown he can do that. I think the biggest thing is how far this team goes is with these kind of characters like Kyle and, I mean, even, you know, Aaron Henry, just players that are coming in that aren't playing for that long Mm -hmm. but doing their job and doing it very well and very efficiently and seeing if those players will get more minutes and do even more damage while they're on the court. That'll take this team to the next level. And it's when they step up, too, because Michigan State has been thrown to the fire a little bit. Um you know, so far this year, and that's why they have these difficult games. And we've seen Tom Izzo schedule these like crazy, and people wonder why does he, why does he keep scheduling all these? You know, they already had the road trip to Louisville. Uh, you know, they're playing in against the number one team in the country in Kansas, and why is he doing that? It's going to only hurt his resume when they lose those games. Well, look at the situations that this team has been put into. They've been put into a situation of Nick Ward got hurt, other big stepped up. They got put into situations Winston like falls out. Cassius Winston falling out. That's another big one. Foster Lawyer, can he step up? No, he didn't in that game. No, no, if you know, no bones about it. He didn't match, I guess you could say, Cassius Winston's intensity, his hot shooting. But what he did do is gain that experience so that if that happens in the future, Michigan State is in that situation. All the other guys, you know, having some trouble against Florida down the stretch. Who steps up in a big moment? Kyle Arnes. So I think this is a team full of guys that can get the job done when the others are off. And I think that complimentary basketball is really positive for Michigan State. However, it can also be dangerous because, okay, what if one guy's having an off day? You can't just count on the other guys to have a great day. Um so so this is going to be very interesting to see when it comes March because I do think all these situations, Davey, have helped Michigan State, and they've got to be positive for Tom Izzo to see. But I do think that you know it could end up being their downfall come March. This is nothing new, though. I mean, no. we, all, we all see the schedules far in advance, and we know that Tom Izzo schedules very, very difficult opponents for – sometimes experienced, sometimes not so experienced Michigan State teams, which at the end of the day, when you look at it in March or even afterwards, and you see how far the team may or may not have gone in the NCAA tournament, you can either say, 
okay, I can see how that might have helped the Spartans this year. Or you can go on the other side of the coin and you say, okay, I see why that might have hindered their growth a little bit at the start of the year, and they might not have matured as Tom Izzo expected them to. With that being said, though, I think that a lot of coaches can learn from Izzo because, uh, I mean, our friend Graham Couch can also attest to this because he got into some uh, some heated debates <laughs> on social media. This He's not week. a popular guy this week, no. No. To paraphrase, basically his argument is he doesn't have Duke, Kentucky, or Kansas in his top 25. And he's an AP voter, by the way, because they have not played any true road games yet this season. Now, there's two sides to that coin. Yes, it makes sense because if you haven't really played a true road game and you're one of these blue bloods, you would be expected to go play a true road game and probably stomp your opponent. At the same time, you're on a lot of different drugs at the same time if you think that those three teams are not in the top 25 in the nation. Point being, Tom Izzo doesn't care about any of that because he wants his team to play against bigger-level competition. No disrespect to Savannah State or Long Beach State or um, what's the – oh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. They love playing Arkansas Pine Bluff (laughs) the past couple of years in the month of December and January, and I love watching those games too for obvious reasons. But Tom Izzo doesn't care about that. He wants to schedule tough opponents so that his team can get some some tread on the tires, I guess you could say, so that when it comes to the new year in February and March, that the team is not seeing these opponents in the second round a la Syracuse and saying, oh, man, we haven't really played a team of that caliber yet because in Tom Izzo's mind, he's probably saying, all right, we've done this before. We know what we have to do. We know what we did before. Let's do it again and improve on the things that we need to in order to get to this next step. Yeah, exactly. And you're com- completely right, touching on the, the, the Graham Couch thing first before getting into the Michigan State. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I do believe road tests are a good example of where a team is, and you can look at Duke as well. I mean, a lot of their games are at home with the Cameron Crazies, and that's a boost for them. But at the same time, you got to give credit to a great basketball team. And also, you talk about leaving Tennessee out. Tennessee just beat Duke, I mean, excuse me, Gonzaga – on a neutral floor, and yes, mm-hmm. it's a neutral floor, but that's as big a win as any in college basketball. And to leave them off, it's a lot of questions. And he had Gonzaga at his number one. It's... And to to right. I think to Graham's point though, and this happened actually just the other day, Villanova is still getting ranked after getting the floor wiped with them by Michigan, and then another loss earlier. They just went to their first road game, true road game, at a uh, Penn. And lost at the Palestra, baby. At the Palestra, baby. (laughs) So yes, that's that's in Philadelphia area, which is right right there. But it was a home game for Penn. They go on the road for the very first time, and they lose. And to Graham's point, and and we're not going to debate that here Mm -hmm. on the show. We're not going to debate his his tactics. But to his point, road tests are really how you find out. And look. Yes, Florida is not that great of a team this year. And you may say, oh, MSU only scored 63. They had turnover problems. It's a road win. And that's their third road win of the, or excuse me, third road game, second road win of the season after losing at Louisville in overtime. They are tested for when, in the Big Ten, they have to play 10 home games, 10 road games. They are so battle-tested for that already, and we're in the middle of December. You know, we're not even close to halfway through the season. So road games give you such a good sense, I think, that, I mean, yes, four-point win at Florida. They struggled a lot that game to hold on to the ball themselves. 
this is a great sign for Michigan State that they could grit it out and, like we said with Kyle Arns, find a guy that can step up late. And I think you learn the most from your toughest battles. You learn the most from the things that make you angry. And I think that's what this Michigan State team is doing. I mean, the the Louisville loss, I mean, that's huge. That's something that you learn from and you don't take for granted and you move on from it, but, you know, don't dwell on it. But, yeah, just learn from it. And I think that's what Tom Izzo's goal is, just making sure that, you know, that never had the easy way out and they learn from all these mistakes and all these, you know, tough games so that they're ready for tournament time because that's what matters. I don't know. I was just expecting Davey to say something there because I just I just miss his voice. You know, oh, I was going to say something <laughs> about Tennessee, and I think you know what I'm going to say. Good old Rocky Top? Rocky Top Tennessee, but also I think you were maybe one year early on picking them in your Final Four. Yeah. They look pretty damn good. So maybe maybe I should take credit for that. You know, I saw them as a rising program, Rick Barnes. What's the saying? Better late than never. What's the what's the opposite one? Early bird gets the worm. Yeah, that didn't. And I won over two thousand dollars last year in March Madness brackets. <laughs> this is true. This you had to mention that on the show, Davey. <laughs> you had to mention that on the show. Well, Davey, I guess just uh, final thoughts on I guess that Florida win, but also where Michigan State is uh, headed this year and your overall expectations. As I mean, look, there's there's not much you can say about these upcoming four games. They're just going to roll Northern Illinois and Oakland and Green Bay. We know this, but where do you kind of see them stacking up in the Big Ten, I guess, is uh, your parting thoughts here on the podcast. I'll keep it relatively quick, and I also would like to end it with, uh, with a tribute to you, Mr. Cole. Oh. Um, I, I got to say right now, Michigan looks pretty damn good. Yes. I mean, last year, last year I went with my head and not my heart. And I picked the Wolverines to make the national championship game, and that's I why mean, he won Ryan, all the money. Yeah, <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. But right, we we saw them play in person three separate times, mm-hmm. and the last of which being uh, in New York at the Big Ten championship game. And that's I mean, right. They had they had it all going for them then, and it seems like they did not miss a beat, and they picked up right where they left off. They've just got so really many pieces, and they seem to get better and better each of those pieces. It's tremendous what John Beeline's doing with them. Yeah, don't at me on this. And I think, Julian, you might back me up because I think we've had combos about this. X and O's, John Beeline's a better coach than Tom Izzo. Like, I'm sorry. He just – the results speak for themselves. I think when you look deeper than those results that do speak for themselves and you kind of – you dissect each and every game at critical junctures, coming out of halftime, starting the second half, coming off of big runs that you were able to manage, things of that nature. John Beeline, I think, is just a better basketball coach right now, at least, than Tom Izzo is, especially in terms of in-game adjusting. Because I cannot tell you how many times I sat at a game last year and I'm saying to myself, I see what's happening here. Cassius is getting beat on the off-ball screen by this guy and yada, yada, yada. And it seems like a relatively easy change to implement, and then Izzo just does nothing about it. It, it infuriates me and a bunch of Michigan State fans to a whole nother level. Okay, enough of that. Ryan, get out your tissues. Are you ready? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. yes. All right. So here's the thing. Um, last year, you went above and beyond for me um, because you made a whole audio tribute to me. You made, like, like a little poem with some music in the background and some of our best moments, and I straight up told you right after that, I was like, dude, just so you know, 
I don't know how much, how you found that much time to clip away all of the stuff that we did for three years. <laughs> but when I'm doing this tribute for you, ain't no way in hell I'm going to do that for you. Because one, I ain't got the time. Two, I can't do it as well as you. And three, I ain't got the time. So with that being said, time to get your tissues ready. They're out and now they are ready. They are here in front Ryan of me. Cole, Ryan Cole, what, what can I say, my guy? You, in all seriousness, though, you have been one of my best friends uh, in my four years at MSU. Got together as freshmen. You weren't even a journalism major. I didn't really consider you going to be a part of my life moving forward. Obviously, the packaging route did not work out, but it worked out for the best for you um, and for me as well because I found myself not only a friend, not only a comrade, not only a coworker, but a brother for life. And I really do appreciate your friendship throughout all the years. I know that we're going to stay inseparable. Maybe you'll be putting in Rogaine with me at some slumber parties at our bachelor parties in a few years. E- easy, easy. Okay. Well, every, every man has that time when the hair just starts receding. Okay. okay. Um, but no, man, I mean, I, just, you've had so much success already in your young journalistic career when it comes to this podcast here, which I had the ultimate privilege of doing with you. Um, you know, you passed on the reins to Amanda and Julian fantastically, which, by the way, guys, not talking about Ryan for a sec. You guys are killing the game. you got big, big shoes to fill once he steps out that door. But keep up the good work because, like I said, I listen to every episode. You guys are doing an amazing job. So keep it up. Um, but, Ryan, man, I mean, just thank you for thank you for being by my side, editing all my stupid NASCAR articles that probably got a total of two clicks, and both of them were me uh, throughout all the years. Your mom and dad kind of are working too. Kind of working our way up through impact, man. I mean, dude, you're just you're you're just one of those guys that everybody needs in their life. You're you're there at a moment's notice. If I if I was stuck in suburban Detroit and I needed somebody to come pick me up from Livonia or from East Lansing, I knew I'd call you and you'd be there at the drop of a hat. Um, you know, just above all else, you're good at what you do, but you're a good person. And I think that that will honestly get you further in life than anything that you do professionally. I think you know that. I mean, you're a man of good faith. Um, you have a, an amazing family around you. you got an amazing support group of the Ryan Cole fan base. Uh, you got great people at Impact, great people at Focal Point in the School of Journalism, professors, um, comrades, coworkers, the whole nine yards, man. So just above all else, sorry I didn't give you a big old tribute, but I'm just not <laughs> as overachieving uh, and as great as you are. But above all else, man, I love you so much. Thank you for all the time. Congratulations on all the success, past, present, and future. And I love you. Thanks for everything, buddy. Wow. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I am. I'm not crying. Julian's crying. I'm not crying. Thank you, Davey. Uh, Wow. (laughs) I'm not crying. Oh, man. No. But you know, uh, it's I mentioned it earlier. It's just one of those things where, like, I it, it won't hit me until I'm gone, you know. Um, but uh, but I know, and I I knew back then that you know I've got a brother for life, and uh, and just those times that we had on the show. Uh, I mean, everyone that I put into that that tribute was more. Like that thing was so fun for me just because I that's that's when I started to realize the end is near for me too, you know. And uh 
So thank you so much for your kind words and um, just for all the memories and just all your support and love over the years. Um, you've been, uh, you're, you're my main man. You've been there my day one. And um, I do think these guys are pretty darn big shoes to fill because we had a hell of a run here, man. Um, this is, and I, I know one thing that I want them to understand, Julian and Amanda, uh, and all our listeners, that we put everything we could into this show, and I I hope you guys just have such a passion for this thing. Um, I don't know why, Davey, but just from the start, I just associated everything during basketball season, everything I, I just had the podcast in my mind of, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast, I'm going to put this on the show. Like, I, I loved putting this together i loved producing it and just loved getting behind the mic with you and uh and sharing in our takes and our opinions and our facts and everything um wow it's uh it's crazy that this is the last one man married to the game as they say absolutely absolutely look i know you guys got a show to do i got work to get to but i need to leave you guys with this one thing amanda and julian you're gonna have probably no idea what we're doing but ryan you know exactly what i'm going for here in an ode to our two former comrades one blake froling who's doing great things and one david Mannion, uh-huh. who the hell knows what he's doing <laughs> ryan follow my lead here buddy all right yes go green go white and go, go golden eagles. eagles god i love you so much and yes and yes <laughs> We just have all the jokes. We've had a lot of listeners through the years, Davey, seriously, to this show that I know have have been with us from day one, and they, they get it, you know. So um, thank you so much for calling in and uh, and being a part of this. And I love you, man. I can't wait to see you whenever I see you. Um, it better be soon because, damn, I miss you. But uh, – Thanks for thanks for everything and for being such a special part of my college career. The thanks is all to you, my friend. I got to make a trip up to Cadillac sometime soon. And just remember, if you see anybody doing a taco eating contest at halftime or doing Simon Says at halftime, it better be Ryan Cole. But if it's not, they won't be as good as me. And I leave you with this. Go Golden Eagles. If you know, you know. Ryan, love you, kid. Amanda, Julian, love you guys, too. Just not as much as him, all right? <laughs> Real talk. I love you, dog. Love you, dog. <laughs> well, thanks, brother. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. We'll be in touch, okay? All right, my dog. I still can't believe you guys just got Davy Siegel on the phone. He's he's a hard one to get. He really is. It, it was a struggle. <laughs> I mean, get. we Tough went get. through a couple of days of yeah. texting back and forth of what time are we going to do this. Mm-hmm. We both knew we weren't going to record at the same time. Who was your Who was your backup if he couldn't make it? Was it Magic Johnson or uh, who was it? It was Magic. Yeah. I had to tell Magic, you know, sorry, you're not quite big enough to get on the show. We got Davey. But we'll see. Maybe next week Magic will call in or maybe we'll FaceTime him. I don't know. But, you know, Davey was bigger and better. Fine. Save save Magic for when I leave. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, before before we get, um, I guess, emotional or anything, let's just breeze by the old murderer's row of Green Bay, Oakland, Northern Illinois, and then that Northwestern game looms as the Big Ten, the real Big Ten opener, I would say, uh, January 2nd. 
I mean, the Northwestern, you know, those kind of games and things like that, that's up to you guys. You know, that's that's your show uh, once you get back. But this is the stretch for Michigan State to really get as much as it can out of guys like Foster Lawyer, guys like Marcus Bingham. And I think starting with that one against Green Bay, uh, it's very important for Tom Izzo to get those freshmen the opportunity to show what they've got, to rest Cassius Winston, a guy who has played way too many minutes so far. He's averaging 31 and a half a game and looked dog-tired in the end against Florida. I mean, we can agree on that, right? Yeah, he had no 0 for 5 for 3, didn't yeah. get his legs underneath the shot. It was a struggle for him. It's not a broken shot. He just doesn't have the legs because he's been playing so much. And if you ask me... This is the stretch where he's got to play 25 minutes a game and and cap him unless there's some tragedy and Michigan State is in a game with one of these teams late. But um, this is is big time for getting Cassius Winston that rest for that long, grueling stretch in the Big Ten. Yeah, and I think Coach Izzo knows that, too. He knows that he's working Winston hard. He knows he's working Langford hard, too. Those guys are on the court for most of the time um, compared to the other players. And, yeah, once it starts showing in the stats, once it starts showing in the score, um, that's when you know they need a break. And hopefully these next couple of games will give them that, and then they'll be ready for some big, big, tough competition. Yeah, and the Big Ten certainly shaping up to be way better than it was last year when it had only four teams get into the postseason, uh, into the NCAA tournament, of course. This is a conference that's got a bunch of teams ranked, a bunch of teams knocking on the doorstep, they could easily double the number that's in the NCAA tournament. I think there's 10 teams that have a decent shot. So Michigan State's got to be ready for that season. Um, First, like I said, they have to get through that murderer's row. And it starts with Green Bay, not the Packers, the Phoenix. Yes, I know you've all heard of University of Wisconsin and Green Bay, the Phoenix. Okay, no, we we have. It. Okay, that was no. sarcasm, no, by the way. Wasn't. They actually have, I believe. <laughs> I have. I've heard of them. I believe. Oh. <laughs> I believe they have a decent women's basketball program, but men's basketball. Let's just say this is not a program that is known to come into Michigan State and win at the Breslin Center like like they are faced with on Sunday uh, in East Lansing. Yeah, this is this is a team that. Six and four on the season, four and one at home, just one of one and three away from their home floor. Tough for them to win on other teams' floors, but they do score the basketball pretty well at 87 points a game as a team. They got three guys averaging double digits. It's a team that can score offensively. The question is, do they have the athletes? Do they have the players that can keep up with a team like Michigan State? Yeah, and I think for I mean, I like these games because Green Bay is going to come in here with nothing to lose. They're going to come in here just trying to play their game and obviously if they can score that will be a challenge for Michigan State in a way that their defense needs to be at its at a very good level and it's just a way for Michigan State to I guess just do their best with and not like play down to another team's level you know what I mean like they just need to play at their level and not be affected by whether or not this Green Bay team is going to be subpar yeah and Green Bay out of the Horizon League like you said six and four Scoring the basketball a bunch, and their adjusted tempo rating on, on Ken Palm is their 10th in the country in tempo. So this could be one of those track meet kind of games where I think it's important for Michigan State to set the 
they got to set the pace defensively to slow down Green Bay and and let Michigan State c- take control of the tempo because these Spartans run very well. I mean, they they just do. Um, but can they hold down Green Bay uh, at, at the start? Because Green Bay is going to come in as their Super Bowl, you know. And, and I I think that looking at Michigan State, you've got to you've got to slow them down to start. And I'm not just saying you know Green Bay is going to waltz in. I mean they're and overall Ken Palm rankings they're 203 out of 353 you know around the Long Beach states and NJITs of the world you know so Michigan State what are you kind of what are you kind of looking for as their biggest um key to this game but also what's the biggest thing you'd like to see Tom Izzo do with the rotation or, or something like that well, I think insert some more freshmen. I think I want to see kind of where the freshmen are at, and this is the best point to do it. Like we talked about, this is the point in the season where you can work with the rotation, Green Bay, Oakland, Northern Illinois, before Big Ten Conference really starts. And also you have practices that you can work with. Izzo talked about going two-a-days at this point. So getting the freshmen ready, getting them prepared, because you're going to have to play them at some point. We talked about Cassius Winston. I would love to see him step up a little bit more. I want to see more from Nick Ward. I think that's a guy mm-hmm. Nick Ward's got to step up as far as his post moves, being dominant down low, and Josh Langford's got to demand the basketball. If he comes out of this, this little stretch with a killer instinct, throws that into Big Ten Conference play, this is a very different team. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see Aaron Henry and Marcus Bingham. I want to see a lot more minutes with these couple of games because especially with Marcus um, we're we haven't seen enough to be able to make a prediction or make an assumption or anything so this is the only time that he's going to get that chance to kind of you know prove himself worthy of minutes in tournament time or minutes come Big Ten conference um, to see if he's strong enough and, and ready and for Foster Lawyer to see if we can give Winston a break and put Lawyer in with complete confidence yeah I I think not like you guys are contradicting necessarily, but I, I think it's more important kind of leaning with what Amanda said with hmm. those. Okay, easy. <laughs> don't don't you guys fight before I leave, wow, please. Wow, this isn't even me. It's just her <laughs> turning on me. I don't know what this is. Guys, I haven't had sleep in so long. You don't understand. Okay. Finals week is getting to her. I think it's very important to get these freshmen that experience first and foremost and, and see what they got. Because if it's not now, it's never. You know, it's... Tom Izzo has an eight-man rotation with Aaron Henry being that top freshman playing along with Xavier Tillman and either Matt McQuaid or Kyle Arns, whoever isn't starting, off the bench. He's got an eight-man rotation, which is good. That's more than most have. But none he didn't dip outside of that eight-man rotation at all in that Florida game. You need to have all those guys play minutes in this uh, Green Bay game and during this stretch. And I actually... Julian, you say you want to see more out of Cash Winston. I want to see less out of Cassius Winston because I think he can't you you don't need to play him more than twenty five minutes. Get him in there because he needs to keep that pace going and, and keep keep playing against Division One talent. These guys are on scholarship too. The classic. But I think Foster Lawyer's gotta play fifteen minutes a game in these upcoming games. See him run the point, see him control a game. Maybe the final margin won't be by forty or fifty points, but this is the time for them to get that experience so that if they get thrown into duty come March or late in the Big Ten season against a top dog like Michigan, Wisconsin, Maryland, I mean, th- those kind of teams are going to 
really challenge Foster Lawyer if he doesn't have that experience that he can get in these games. So mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing with with these games is getting those freshmen the experience. And maybe another one is getting to see a little more diverse game from Nick Ward. We haven't really seen enough of that. He's he's basically been the same player he was. He's been great. He's he's had a nice season so far. Uh, but show that inside outside game you said you worked on in the summer. Um because we haven't really seen that. He hasn't really had to do that, and he won't have to do that. He can just play that back-to-the-basket, over-the-shoulder kind of game against Green Bay and Michigan State can win by 40. But now's the time to kind of diversify, you know? To me, this is a time, play with play with what we don't know. Play with what you're not sure of. Try it out. If you don't like it, you put it away for Big Ten season. You don't play with it. Right, I mean, it's a test drive. Mm-hmm. This this is a test drive season, and I do agree. I think the freshmen need to play. I think what I meant more with Winston is is more of evolving as a leader on the floor. I think this team lacks players, at least at this point, with grit and who are going to get in people's faces and hold people accountable. And I spoke about this with Al Martin, in that there's no one, Denzel Valentine, a Draymond Green, who you get to the huddle, you aren't playing a great game, they're going to curse you out on the bench. Yeah. There isn't a player like that, and all these guys are lead by example, and that's great, but. Without a Miles Bridges by the Jaron Jackson, that kind of talented player that's going to lead you, you got to have something else that leads, and that's grit. Gritnesses. We're all gritnesses. <laughs> and, it's, and again, it's not like you have to grit out a win against Green Bay to, exactly. to, to satisfy, but it's, it's all situational. Like I said, we, earlier we talked about, hey, Foster Lawyer got that situational experience at Louisville, right? And... It may never come up. Cassius Winston may never be in foul trouble the rest of the season. But in a second-round game against North Carolina State, you're – watch watch them play a second-round game. Because Whoa. Just, just watch. This is my crystal ball. No. Situationally, say they're in that second-round game against a team that, yeah, you're supposed to beat by 10-15 because Michigan State's going to, I think, end up in a top-four seed here this season. If Cassius Winston's in foul trouble there, you can look back to that end of November game at Louisville and say, oh, Foster Lawyer knows how to do this. And I, I think that's important, and that's why you got to get that experience going forward here. So Green Bay, what do you guys think are the biggest things uh, to look for on Green Bay, and what's your prediction, Julian? Well, biggest things, if you're Michigan State, that turnover battle. You mm-hmm. have to win the turnover battle. I think some more effort, especially on the glass. One of the reasons Florida stuck around in that game was they got on the offensive rebounds. They cleaned that glass. 16 offensive boards in that game, good for 14 second-chance points. You're Nick Ward, you're Kenny Goins, Xavier Tillman down low. That can't happen, especially against a Green Bay team. Dominate the glass, dominate on all ends of the floor. This has got to be a runaway game. And as far as prediction-wise, I got Michigan State in this one. Okay, yes, thanks. But give me the score. <laughs> and before you get the score out, I want all of our people to know that we oh, keep the standings here for the predictions. And Amanda pulled back to tie with me going into that last game against Florida, but I correctly had the the low scoring and a closer margin of victory than people thought. So I end up winning the first semester of the prediction standings, I had the closest scoring margin for that one. I had 69 to 60, a low scoring game at Florida. I have 11 points, Amanda with 10, Julian with eight. So I, to me, you guys have to 
you guys have to text me and ask for my score prediction before every game, guys. Oh my goodness. We did so that. So needy, we, even we, after you leave. I need to win, okay? Oh, and I've goodness. done a good job. No, but Blake, we did that for him before. So I'm just look, do whatever you want with the show, but I'm just saying. Alrighty. I think that'd be a good good, you know. Ex- extend yeah, extend the olive branch, you know? Yeah. I'm not I'm not leaving you. But don't so, you want to leave winning though? Because like, what if we keep this going? Oh no, I, I'm leaving lose. winning, but I oh, also okay. want to leave. I want to beat you after I leave. Oh, okay. I want to. I, I want to beat you. Just Dominate. Right. Dominate. Domination is the only option for me and Julian. I'm going to stall so that you can pick a final scoring margin. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go. I know. Okay, fine. Go ahead. We got it. Please no, do. you you go ahead. You oh. want to stall for me? I'll okay, let you good. take it away, good sir. No, please. Okay. This is the opposite of the Florida game. This is a track meet kind of game. High scoring, high tempo, lots of shots being thrown up. Michigan State wins, of course, but I see them topping that 100 mark, getting to 102 points, but giving up 70. So 102 to 70, I think, Green Bay loses at Michigan State. Um, Of course, you can hear that on Impact 89 FM, 88.9 FM in the Lansing area, 5 p.m. tip-off. On December 16th, Sunday, at the Breslin Center, I will be on the call with Joey Ellis. That's my swan song. That's it on on Impact. So we will be on the call. If you are in the Lansing area, please tune in 88.9 FM. If you're not in the Lansing area, drive to the Lansing area and listen to us. Okay. It's not on TV. Okay, it's it's on BTN. But it's not on TV. Listen to us. Julian, do you have your uh, your score? <laughs> I do. I have MSU ninety five to mm-hmm. seventy two. Seventy two. Okay. I've, I'm gonna go a little bit short of the hundred mark. I think MSU goes out, put up ninety five in a track meet game. I go with seventy two. I think this Green Bay team will will find some offense against Michigan State. They put up eighty two on Iowa and then a seventy two on Oregon. I think this this Green Bay team has a little bit more on offense than people think. Interesting. I agree with Julian on the offense part I'm gonna go Michigan State wins 105-80 just because I feel like if we think you know how we're thinking with the whole freshman being rotated in if that were to happen the defense might not be as good as it would be with you know Matt McQuaid and and you know your Winston every, everybody that's you know the heart of the defense so maybe they let a couple points go in the end there interesting yeah but it's a blowout <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys see them losing any of these games over break real quick? I don't. I don't think so. I, I definitely think if if you want to think that way, the issue can be that they might lose focus over this point. Yeah. I mean, they come in exhausted and they don't yeah. particularly play for their opponent, and that could happen. But I think this team's just too good on both ends, and Izzo is not a coach who would allow things like that to happen. That they do, maybe a game comes close if that's mm-hmm. where you want to go, but I think they win all these games. Maybe, I mean, Oakland always gives Michigan State trouble, but they really only give them trouble when they're at the Palace. At Michigan State, it's just, it's typically a blowout. Although they're not playing at the Palace anymore. They're playing at Little Caesars. Um, yeah, I that one's weird, but I don't see it. Northwestern's tricky. Northwestern gave Michigan a real run for their money, but that was like their big home game at that renovated arena. Again, that one's at Michigan State. I don't see that one being a problem. So I think I think when you guys come back and do the show that first week of January after coming back from winter break, I think Michigan State got got wins together, and you might see them vault higher than the number 9 ranking right now. I mean, that all depends, of course, on what happens to the teams ahead of them, but this team, I think, is going to stay in the top 10 for a solid good amount of time. 
it's just because it's a solid team. They're going to do things the right way in most of their games, and that's going to keep them up there with some really, really, really tough competition. Yeah, I think they'll they'll ride in the rankings for a while. I think things will get interesting after that Northwestern game. Oh, yeah. Ohio State at Columbus, Purdue. While that is at home, Purdue, a a tough team. Carson Edwards is putting on quite a fantastic season. I think that's where things start to go a little bit haywire for this Michigan State team. Yeah, and, and that's go. where you're going to learn a lot about them. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you you just can't learn a lot about them in these in these kind of games. So, well, wow, this is it. This is uh, this is the end of my time here on the show. An era, uh, if you if you wish to say that. The end of the Ryan I do Cole wish. era. I do wish to say you that. You do wish. I do wish. Well, uh, it's been a lot of fun over the years, guys. I'll I'll just start off by that. I mean, the the thing with my entire college career that will stick with me the most, and has been my constant source of the most fun and best memories has been right here at this table behind these mics in the Impact His Own podcast. I mean that completely. I'm not just saying that. That's the thing that I have loved the most ever since I started in the fall of 2015 on the show. It's just It just became the best part of my college career. It's just been awesome. And I, I hope you guys uh, carry that on. And and kind of take that passion onward, you know, because this is uh this is a cool thing. It started out years ago, you know. Blake Froling is very proud to see what we're doing with it. Andrew Hayes is a name that hasn't been thrown around here very much because I never even was on the show with him, but he was the one that got Blake into the show. And Blake's the one that got me into the show and Davey and David Mannion. So you guys have uh, a little bit of history to hold up. This is the sixth season already. I know. The pressure's on. The pressure's on. So you guys have anything that you're going to do to you know, change the show or keep it the same or you just burn it to the ground? What are you doing? <laughs> he wants yeah, to the know. Yeah, pl- the plan was to burn it to the ground. Okay. You weren't supposed to tell him. Well, you know, he asked. I felt like it was, you should give him this. this Common courtesy, episode. just let me know. Common it's courtesy like to let before we go like scorched It's like we're retiring your jersey or like your number. It's like we just can't do the podcast anymore because you're gone. Well, you got it. <laughs> you got to. I'm I'm going to be listening That's up true in for Cadillac, the loyal guys. fans. Oh, yeah. No, we have, we have a lot fans. of loyal fans. We have some viewers on Facebook Live right now that – uh, love tuning in year in, year out, week in, week out. So I guess advice for you guys, definitely just love what you do. I mean, I've absolutely loved this thing. Um, the word love gets thrown around a lot, but like, I truly like held this podcast and impact sports like near and dear to my heart for years. And so that's why, like, that's why, that's why what happens right now is certainly, um, interesting to think about because it's been a long time you know and i've made a lot of friends here and had a lot of memories and i know there's a lot to come but uh this place will always hold a special place in my heart until the day i die and i just you just know that yeah you know so yeah advice is just love what you do and uh you know you you have fans you have people who watch (laughs) we have people on facebook live so so don't just tell yourself, ah, well, it's just because I'm a student, you know, it's it's not, um, it's not that big a deal or anything. 
And this is a pretty this is a pretty sweet place to get opportunities in uh in sports journalism and radio. Um it's pretty great. And I've loved it for the four and a half years. Ever since I walked in, for whatever reason, I just loved this place for four and a half years. It's wild. Yeah. Wildin'. Yeah. I, I can feel it. I can tell. I mean, coming in here freshman year, I've seen seen you for a while, saw Blake for a bit, and and I can I can I've seen the passion that you put into this place, and excited to to see what what passion I can put in and where we can go from here. And we've got some great leadership taking over at Impact, so Impact Sports ain't over. This is it's just getting started. Um, I'm so excited to see what happens with it. We're going global. Uh, global. Like big global. Baller brand. global. All Impact over. going global. Never lost. Worldwide. Prestige. <laughs> Prestige. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you guys should probably close it out. I mean, do you guys have any any questions for me elsewise? I mean, honestly, I mean, just knowing how much, like, this means to you and how much this has, like, shaped your whole college career and where it's taking you now, I feel like, it just it means a lot to us too. I don't want to speak for Julian, but just knowing that, I feel like I want to not like make you proud, but like yeah, make you proud or you know do really really well to carry on this whole impact his own legacy and just impact sports in general. And I can totally agree with you on just the fact that this has been a place of just kind of it's just been really fun and easy going because it is something that we love to do. We love to talk sports, and that's what we get to do when we're here. It's so it's so fun to get yeah. to just talk sports, right? I mean, yeah. we get to do this every week, like. Come on. Yeah, and we're, and we're doing this, and it goes places. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts every day when I'm walking to and from class, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think of the guys like Bill Simmons who does his, and I'm like, I'm doing the exact same thing he is every Wednesday night, Sundays when I come in for Green and White. It's just like, this has allowed me to do this, and it, it's just so much fun. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, and it's all because of starting right here. Yeah. That's right. Wow, this is getting real. I'm going to cry. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the tissues. <laughs> There you go. So, I mean, I guess just to to no, is he is he is he oh, wiping wow. a fake tear there? He I don't is. know. Fake For all of our Facebook Live viewers, tier. they could see that fake tear. And a fake tear. I almost cried during Frozen though, but not right now. <laughs> but not not, now. not right now. Not right now. <laughs> I guess just off the top of my head, just to thank everybody who's been a part of my time here at Impact, all the way back to my first interview with Michael Heiger. I showed up for my volunteer interview suit and tie. There we go. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> so unnecessary. But I did it. Um, all the way back to then. Again, Blake Froling has been just a tremendous friend and colleague in this. Um, bringing me on the show. Getting me polished to be the sports director for two years at Impact. For just just giving me all these opportunities at the Spartan Sports Network. Things like that. Blake knows how much I love him dearly. Davey, we've talked with him. He's just been right there along the ride with me for so long. David Mannion was on the show, and we had just some, wow, just some moments, just some times. I mean, when the four of us were in here, I mean, it was nuts. And there was a reason we didn't put it on Facebook Live, just because it was just crazy. I mean, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, we were just back and forth, calling each other out, things like that. I don't know how we did it. Four is too many on a podcast, <laughs> but that was some absolute fun, hundred percent. But uh, but just to the people that have run the place here, Ed Glazer, Jeremy Whiting, um, the student, you know, managers here, Audrey Matus, uh, Sammy Leonardo, 
Abby Rank and uh, now Olivia Mitchell is, you know, just it's been so cool. And I'm so glad to see what Impact Sports is doing with play by play and with new shows and expanded this. And we're doing it all. And it's just been awesome. Um, other people in the Impact, like Joel DeYoung, Marissa Saldivia, have just been awesome. And then just everybody on the sports team over the years, you guys have been rising and I've been so blessed to watch it happen. Um, I remember when Amanda came in and I don't know if I interviewed you. I don't know either. But I think you did. I could probably go back and figure that out. But um, but just seeing the way that you took on volleyball and women's basketball and the same with you, Julian, you know, making women's basketball your thing these last couple of years and, and really just taking it and running with it. Um, so cool to watch. And that's, that's why you guys got here because you, you put in that work and, and you showed your diligence and your ability to just put your head down and grind through. This is a grind. And I think that the people have made the grind that much better for me. And, and it's, it's always going to be about the people. Impact will always be about the people that I came across and the experiences that I had. That's, uh, yeah. So so those are my thank yous to those people and just everybody else who's helped me to get to where I am. Don't Oh no. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. I felt like I felt like the music had to come on because you were taking forever. Is this was is like that the was that the Wiz, that was, that was that the Wiz Khalifa yes, version? It was. Oh, there we go. Oh, she wow. did, I think she just tried to Oscar She's just trying I to did. Oscar I did. Me. It was, was going to be like a really to good me. transition. Wow. Unbelievable. It was going to be. And then he started talking about me and Julian. I was like, okay, can't cut him off now. He's yep. going to talk about it. Yeah, us. just keep boasting. <laughs> no, no, no. But thank you guys for um, for taking this on in the future, wherever it goes. It's just going to be um, so fun to watch you from further away. But um, just in Cadillac. Just yeah. in Cadillac. I'll I, mean, be, I don't I'll know my there. Michigan, but I, that, I'm assuming it's yeah. It's I don't know either. Somewhere honestly. Yep, he's I holding up the hand. Far. Neither of you guys are from Michigan, so <laughs> when I hold up the hand, it's gonna be. <laughs> I yeah, know. I does like... Missouri have that? I didn't think so, Julian. No. Because <laughs> if you're not from St. Louis, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh god. Can't about Ouch. anyone from Springfield. Springfield. Kansas City. That's right. Don't don't get him started on KC. Well, uh, you guys are are part of a special heritage now of uh, of Impact Is Own. Oh, that's a little, little you're, group, you're, little brotherhood. It's like the Heisman. It's it is. Oh, you're you're part of the family. A sisterhood and a brotherhood. Sisterhood and a brotherhood. That's there right. That's Don't right. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I Ryan, mean, we're just gonna argue. Like we're just gonna just argue on good, the podcast. Good. The arguing makes for great podcasting uh, and great radio. So yep, do it. Yep. So, matter of fact, part two. Matter of oh, there we go. Thank you guys for for being part of this. Thank you to the listeners over all the years. I have a lot of people who have listened over the years. Two that come to mind, Chris Wesolowski and Jim Potvin, my roommate's dad. He, (laughs) through this week, was giving me advice on what to do with the show and things like that. Um, Always listening, and he he listens every single show. And and I hope he does still for you guys, too. Thank you. Um, Yeah, and, and I know Davey listens to everyone, and, and Blake, too. Um, I'm going to try my best to listen. I don't listen to many podcasts but because um, I just don't have the time. But I, I honestly think that with this full-time job, I feel like I'm actually going to have more free time, completely honest, because 
I'm going to get home from my eight hour a day work and just, what do I do? I should, I should listen to a podcast, pop on a game. And it's going to be crazy watching a game from at the Breslin Center on TV. That hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. I don't do that. That's crazy. But you guys are going to be there. You guys are going to do great. All right. Are you guys done with me yet? Yep. Okay. Kind of was last week. Okay. Sounds oh. good. Well, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my girlfriend here. Are you done with me? I was a long oh, no. time ago. Shout yeah. out Bay. Shout, uh, shout out Bay. She got on the show. Got on the show. Thank you, everybody, for being part of this journey. Have a wonderful Christmas break. And uh, I didn't cry, but I might in my lonesome because this is uh, this is special. So thank you guys for everything and for just being special. It's, this is a special place. So for Julian Mitchell, that that's him over there. That's me. That's you. That's me. Ha <laughs> ha. And Amanda Poole. You can you can say something. Oh yeah, and not that's wave. me. I'm we're waving. On, we're on By the, the way, podcast. I'm waving on the podcast yes. and on the. <laughs> Thank you. You got to describe every action. This is like good play by play here. All right. I'm Ryan Cole signing off from the Impact His Zone one last time. It has been a pleasure to be on the show with you all. Thank you so much for your listenership over all the years, and uh, I leave you with this: Go Green. Especially Michigan State.